back to The Mailwright Show. This is episode 171. We're with Garev Gambier this morning. And uh, Mr. Gambier has uh, established, has done a lot inside the real estate space. Uh, he's built up a very large team. Um, I'm going to let him actually uh, run through his credentials. But we're excited to have him on the show. And one of the topics that he just... Uh, said that he wanted to share was how to survive in your first year of real estate, which I think is of interest to a lot of people that actually tune in and listen to our show. So uh, with no further ado, uh, Mr. Gambier, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, my, uh, Gaurav Gambier, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, I have a few organizations that I run. Uh, in the brokerage world, I have a large team for uh, close to about 60 people uh, called the Condo Shop. We specialize in the condominiums world. Uh, our team has a production of close to about $150 million a year. Uh, we do spend a lot of energy in rentals and luxury as well, uh, along with, uh, with investments uh, for our investors uh, and a property management company. Uh, and I recently bought a market center in the Keller Williams franchise. Uh, and we have about 400 people in uh, Center City, uh, Philadelphia for our franchise. So that's what I've been keeping myself busy with in the last few years. And I'm more than happy to discuss anything that I can share value with. Okay. And this is, uh, I'm going to ask you a question to clarify for me. And this is, I'm sure my, our audience already knows, but, but Robert Newman, he doesn't know. So you said you just bought a franchise for 400 people in market center. Right. I'm assuming when you say that, what I think I understand is that you went to Keller Williams and you purchased a territory from them. Uh, and somehow you already have 400 agents to go along with that territory? Uh, yeah, you're very correct. Uh, it was an existing brokerage company okay. in the city with about 400 people. The owner okay. wanted... Uh, so last year, the condo shop used to be an independent brokerage company. Okay. We, re- we decided we're going to merge with the local franchise of Keller Williams in that, in that territory. Okay. Uh, we were one of the largest teams in that territory. I, uh, we were about 15 percent of the production uh, in the company. And when the owner wanted to sell, we were the natural transition for us to buy it. So I bought the market center with a title company, uh, with the existing office locations, with 400 people and an exclusive territory uh, in Center City, Philadelphia. Okay. I understand. All right. So you've got, uh, you've got a lot of experience then uh, from the high level brokerage side, building a brokerage from the ground up and then taking it from, sounds like, small to medium size. Is that about that, right? that is correct. And then now we are about $700 million a year production in this market center. Our goal is to close to about a billion next year. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of growth opportunities that we have. So I feel that I started a brokerage company from scratch. Then I built a medium size. And I think this is a time to take it a little bit larger, not as obviously not as large as a Remax franchise or a Keller Williams franchise. Uh, you know, we're still pretty big. We are probably top three in Center City, Philadelphia at this point. Okay. Well, con- congratulations. That's really, that's really, uh, that's a hell of a feat. So, um, and I know, I know that there's probably, I'm going to say that I would love to hear a very brief side to two sides of the story. I would kind of like to hear your thoughts so I think that a lot of the brokers that I talk to, the, the ones that, that are fans of my website, which is, uh, which is Inbound REM, and I talk about real estate marketing a lot. So I get a lot of small brokers. 
if, if there was ever a thing that, that those brokers talked to me about, it's what advertising to try to use to get from being small. And when I say small, I mean probably between three and 10 people okay. to something that, that resembles medium size and definitely 60 to 400 is definitely going from small to, to medium and being generous saying that it's even medium, a lot of people would say large. So uh, I would love to hear about what you've done to, to grow the advertising there. And then if, I would like to hear about what your advice is to first year agents. So sure. um, take it away. So uh, I, I have, I've been doing this for almost about 13 years now. And I realized when I started in the industry as an independent new agent, Get, getting leads are the most difficult part of our business. And I realized a long time ago, it's not one-man effort. You need, to realize, you need to be able to team up with other people, build leverage, and add value of what you bring to your clients. We get, we get greedy too fast in our, in our, in our new uh, years of being in a real estate agent that I need to eat what I kill and I don't have enough to kill, so I need to eat everything that comes my way. So that problem and that logic defeats the growth that you can have by leveraging with somebody else. One plus one is not two or three. One plus one can be 11. So what we really, uh, so what I did was when I started the company, I right away joined and made a team with another friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, who was also, who was a little bit more experienced than I was. And he was thinking on the same guidelines. So one plus one became 11. We were, in, we were, we were willing to be in many places during the weekend or hire an assistant because the cost was so less. You're spending the same amount of money for advertising, but it's being split in half. Okay. That half didn't pinch me as much as spending a full uh, uh, page in a, in, a, in a newspaper. Okay. So we, we went from, uh, we, we took advantage of a lot of social media today. Uh, you know, going back 13 years, uh, it wasn't as prominent. But today it is so easy to use social media to your advantage. People look at videos more than they look at photographs or text. Blogs and newsletters are not such an important part of our day-to-day advertising as compared to targeted marketing with Facebook. Okay. And, and, I, and, I, and I've been fortunate enough to be in uh, Gary Keller's top 100 people in this country. So Gary Keller is the founder of Keller Williams. Sure, and, I, sure. I, and I have the luxury of meeting him once in six weeks. And we, we, we had the last discussion about the shift. And my message to a lot of new agents will be, don't forget that this is still a combat sport. Door knocking, farming, networking, requesting for leads, cold calling, prospecting is still the name of the game. And we feel that it's changed. It's, it hasn't. It felt like it changed because the market was on the high. But when the shift happens, we will have to go back to the same basics again. And people who are in the industry less than seven, eight years have never, ever experienced a downshift. All they know is year after year, the market just increases, their business increases. So uh, I think I'm going on a tangent, uh, but I'm, com- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come back. Uh, I feel I had so much in my oh, mind. Can I, just, can I just intervene slightly? I, I personally totally g- agree with everything you've just said. Everything. But I think it's a combination of that, these basic mythologies with with technology. And if you can blend the personal side of real estate with technology, that is the best combination. But all the basic techniques that you outlined, 
I think you've got to totally know about, still use, but combine them with technology. I'm sorry for that interruption. That was I'm great. enthusiastic about what you were saying. So there are, two, there are two kinds of agents today. Because the market is shifting on how technology can influence our business, there's more than $12 billion of money being spent in our industry by technology on how to disrupt the agent's market. So that much money is being spent just to see if they can get some market share away from us. I don't think there's going to be ever a time when there will be no agents that will work. The role of the agent will change, but the agent will always stay. So there are two main components, there are two main age, kind of agents that exist today. There's a tech-enabled agent and an, and, and an agent-enabled tech. So companies like Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, Remax, we are all tech-enabled agent because we want to use the technology and help people achieve faster and better results by using technology. The, the agent-enabled tech are companies like uh, Opendoor, uh, Purple Bricks, uh, Zillow, Trulia, where they do need somebody to get them inside the doors, but they're using technology to get to the point of using the agents. So they, the company like Zillow will try their best to see how can I get the agent out for us to be able to get, get some of the market share. And the agent is trying to see how much technology can I use without giving my market share to you? So it's a constant battle that is going on. And, and the companies like Keller Williams that are spending so much time, energy, and, and technology that will help fight organizations like these to, be, to allow the agents to still be in business. Uh, and, and the agents who feel they don't want to use technology, it's like, here's a scenario. People who are about five, 10 years away from retiring, they feel... How longer can I exist before I need to use the technology because they don't want to? And technology is thinking, how fast can I kick your behind and get you out of the business to get your market share? So that's a constant battle between technology and agents. And I feel the value proposition of an agent needs to be stepped up for us to be able to survive in this business. So just getting into the business and thinking I can be an order taker and go to a property and write an offer, that whole that whole logic is going to be going away. We need to increase our value proposition and go down to the basics. And that human impact and personal touch will always win over technology. Sorry, I speak okay. a lot. No, that's fine. So here, but all right. So I think that you've moved through a lot of different topics really super fast. So I'm going to break them, break them out so, so, and see if I understood. So I think that you you just had a very large comment on, uh, I think you said technology-enabled agents, and there's lots of services out there that are starting or exist where basically uh, one of the ones, and I don't remember what it's called, but there's a service that I know of where they're leaving keys in a little lockbox and, and there's a voice over a monitor and somebody can just walk into the house and to a tour of the house and there's cameras enabled and that and, and there's basically a service center where an agent is sitting in and, and they're talking to somebody walking through a home. That's a piece of technology yeah. that I know about that, that exists today. Yeah. And you're basically saying that you believe that, that while there will be some space for that, that you still think that the personal touch, the agent who becomes a, a source of value through however they establish value, you think that there's never going to be a, a time in which that person doesn't have a strong career inside the real estate business. Am I, am I, I, I think you're right. I think we'll always have a strong career in the real estate business with an agent. And I'll give you an example. Uh, there, there, 
technology will always disrupt a portion of the market share. However, that person sitting in Arkansas trying to sell a property in Philadelphia with a, with a FaceTime or with a video will not be able to tell you that the school bus stops two blocks away, that John lives across the street and has two kids, that the newsstand across the street also sells a newspaper who can deliver to your house. And if you wanted to go to the mall, here's a shortcut in the back, it'll save you 10 minutes. Till we get to that point, that's a value proposition that I'm talking about. If an agent goes to a new neighborhood and you don't understand the details of that neighborhood, you will always lose to technology. There's a difference between functionality and fiduciary. If you're only talking about functionality of, I, want, I will tell you this place has a three-bedroom, two-bath, X comps in the area, I can do that on an Excel sheet. You are a functional agent and you, you may probably be easily be replaced by a technology. But if you ask fiduciary to it with your value proposition and your understanding of the market, it is hard to replace that with technology today or the technology that I feel that exists in today's world to be able to achieve that. So agent will always stay in my mind. The role of agent will change and we all have to step up our game. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, Sorry to interrupt, but I think we need to go for our break, actually. And when we're coming back... Um, Obviously, Robert's got a question already fired up, and he'll be firing that question. More like another recap, but yeah. still, yeah, go ahead. But I think we've had a fantastic conversation so far anyway, and if you're listening to this, I suggest that you should listen to it again. we will be back in a few moments. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail rightcom we're coming back, folks. Um, we're going to continue this great discussion. Back over to you, Robert. So, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's funny because I got your name right like the first time out, and then I, I'm in my head about it. So now I'm not necessarily getting it right, which is so anywhere, I- anyway. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, the, the, the other thing I was going to say was I just wanted to recap because, because we do talk a lot about online marketing and you've touched uh, on a number of different points. You said, hey, we've done targeted ads on Facebook. That was a big part of your social efforts. Have you, so, so I have a number of questions. I want to circle back around and just make sure that we, that we offer a little bit of, of, of good information to our core listeners because we always talk about marketing. Um, can I, can I say what is, so targeted Facebook ads, have you used, let's say, real estate websites with SEO? Have you used any particular vendors that you've been pretty, that you've been happy with? Or have you used any vendors that, that had good buzz, but when you personally used them, it didn't turn out all that well? Sure. Uh, uh, I, we, we use conversion uh, okay. as our CRM product. We use that a lot for our campaigns. Uh, it has worked very well for us. Okay. Um, we feel a component of follow-up boss has worked very well for us as well. Uh, Which component? Uh, before you breeze by. For, for, for the, from the sales perspective, you can customize some of the, uh, uh, the integration that they have with your Gmail account okay. and bring all the text emails into one location. It was very helpful for us. 
Okay. Uh, some agents, the functionality of both of them differ. So some agents were more comfortable using one over the other one. Uh, I think we did try to use Boomtown as well. Uh, it wasn't well received by my team. So we are now back to conversion and follow a boss. And the reason why we have two is because we have close to 60 people in our team. It is hard to convince everybody to use one. There are different dynamics. So that's why we use two of them. Uh, we have used a lot of, uh, we spent a lot of money on SEO, uh, organic uh, from our websites. Uh, we have achieved great results with that as well. Uh, but at this point, our marketing effort is, the money that we are spending a lot on are uh, targeted Facebook ads. Okay. Uh, that, that is where our focus has been. Uh, we, spent, we have an in-house videographer at this point. Uh, you know, we're creating tons of uh, videos. Uh, many of our videos that we're putting out are getting over 5,000 hits at this point, which is fantastic. Uh, me and my business partner did a couple of cultural videos on our team. We are close to about 25 to 27,000 hits. So that kind of reach that we've seen, and our goal is not just to sell them real estate. Our goal is also for branding. As long as people see you and remember you, when they think of real estate, you did your job. It's like a billboard on a, on a, on a, on a 95. You don't know how many people are seeing it. But when the time comes in and they think of you, it's hard to measure you know, you know, how many people looked at that and then they came to your website. But whenever I, hear, whenever I hear somebody saying, oh, I saw your video and I know you're in real estate and I saw that you're into management, I did my job. That was my marketing. So we targeted on Facebook uh, people who are in the area at a certain age, at a certain demographic, uh, household income. So we, so our in-house videographer helps post those videos to be in front of them. Okay. That, sir, was very helpful. I really appreciate your detailed breakdown of, uh, of the tools that you're used. Uh, can, I, can I ask a question as well? Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, do you struggle with agents that come in, come into your, you know, into your agency to explain this, that a lot of the people that they're going to touch aren't going to be selling or buying right now, but they will be in six months. They will be in nine months. They will be in 12 months. And it's very important that they keep themselves in front, that audience, not in a really aggressive way, but to keep them touching that audience and not to lose heart because if they keep touching those people that that sometime in the sales process they will be there for that agent is that difficult to explain or and do you agree with what i've just said i agree with you and just to add on top of that we also tell our our agents that don't forget that you have to tell them uh, for for them to like you they have to like you as a person the things that you do, the brand you put out, the message you talk about politics on your Facebook, your friends are looking at, they make this judgmental call about you. Do I want to do business with you or not? And can you, are you responsible enough that you can manage my biggest investment in my life? So I need to first know you, like you, like what you're doing. And I also, also explain to our agents, make sure that you show them your success. If they don't see success, why would I trust you to be able to help me with my biggest investment? And if you don't, and if people always say, well, I don't, want to tell, I don't want to post real estate on my website or my Facebook. I don't like talking about real estate. Uh, you know, I, won't, I don't want to take a photograph with my new buyer that's coming in. You need to. You're selling your brand. If you don't want to sell your brand, why would companies 
all over the world open retail spaces, billboards, advertising, TV. You need to market yourself. You decided to be in business for yourself, marketing yourself. And if you don't market yourself, nobody's going to know. And it's the cheapest way of marketing it. I always wear my company jackets, uh, you know, and my logos. My backpack has my logo. My jacket has logos all over the place. And everybody says, well, you're always marketing yourself. And I said, tell me what's in my back, my, my back uh, jacket without looking at it. And I said, I can take one or two, two guesses because I know your teams. I said, exactly. I did my job. By now, you know which teams I represent. So when you think of real estate, think of me. And I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of my brands. And I think everybody needs to be proud of their own branding as well. And social media is so cheap. It's almost free at this point. You can touch so many people, take advantage of the technology today and touch as many souls as you can. You never know when your next business is going to be coming from. That's great. Over to you, Robert. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, we promised our listeners um, a series, uh, a little bit of advice. We're down to about eight minutes. Okay. to give you uh, a little bit of insight on the time. Okay. But I would love to know um, what advice that you'd give to an agent who's the first year in business. So we're going to step out of the broker's shoes, put you in, uh, you know, you're brand new. It's 2018. You've got your shiny new real estate license and you're ready to, to do some business. What would sure. you do? So I'm brand new to the industry. The first thing I'm going to do is tell everybody in every place that I know including social media, repeating myself, uh, telling them and all your friends, reminding them to help you pass on the message to everybody else, the word of mouth, that if anybody's looking for real estate transactions, rentals or buying, to call you. After that, the first transaction that you get, here's a, here's a, here's a, uh, a small uh, piece of advice that I can t- tell to, my, uh, to the listeners. Here's an example. You rent or you sell. Try to host by bringing three or four pies of pizza and ask your client, can you help in the housewarming party? If you bring three or four pies of pizza, it costs no more than 20 bucks. But everybody who's in that room at that time, the, the, your client is going to introduce you as the agent who helped them achieve happiness. And you are there in front of everybody in that room in a targeted audience who are either going to be buying or have bought. That's the easiest and cheapest marketing. Don't lose on that opportunity of being there. And the last thing I'm going to say all to everybody else as well, don't get yourself tied up to sales. Buying and selling doesn't pay your bills. The dollars and the commissions pay your bills. Every rental is also an opportunity to buy and sell in the future. So focus on lead generation by helping people on renting as well. If 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 you did work 40 hours a week and you rented two rentals, there's enough money at a fast transaction happening that week as compared to waiting for a transaction to happen three months later that can fall apart. So rental, 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 sale, rental, rental, sale, will give you more money and have seven clients for the next two years to be buyers as well. Every buyer who's out there today is a rent, who's, who's a buyer tomorrow was a renter today or yesterday. Focus, do not lose your focus from rentals as well. Many companies don't want you to be rental agents because of title and mortgage and they want other ancillary services. But please, you can pay your bills by creating the value by rentals. 88% of the people will deal with the first agent they dealt in their life before, rental or buying. Only 13% of the people in this industry actually tap into that clientele. 
they leave the 73% for me because I'm touching them after that. <laughs> so, so okay. Do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add something to that because I'm, I'm in California. Okay. You know, and I make, I make a reasonably good living actually at this point. And the funny thing is, is that I and some of the other people that I know that are equally as upwardly mobile, we all rent. We still rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because for a wide variety of reasons, but, but one of the most common reasons, which I think would surprise people is that I and everybody else think that there's a market shakeup. And with home values being what they are right now, uh, I, I need between $775,000 and $1 million to buy a piece of property. Mm-hmm. So since my belief is that the market shakeup is probably going to come, and I think that that's going to affect home value prices at, at anywhere from 20 to 30%, it doesn't make sense at all mm-hmm. for me to, to, to buy, even though I probably have the ability. Sure. So, so I think, and I'm not alone in that. I have, I have, uh, I was just uh, hanging out with a couple of my friends, and there was five of us at the table. Four of us were capable of buying a home, and uh, uh, all four of us, all of us, had said, "Nah, we're not going to do it yet. We're looking, we're getting ready, but we're not doing it yet." Which means that if you used your logic, just to to capitalize on what you just said. I don't disagree with you. I, I don't think none of us are looking for a rental, but if we did have a rental and we, we encountered a strong real estate agent, somebody, somebody who is really boots on the ground, I think they'd have a very good chance of capturing a sale from, from us in a year or two whenever that market shift happens. So I just wanted to throw my opinion out there on, on, your, on your comments. I liked it. I, nobody's ever said that on our show before, and I agree with you. We have close to about 6,000 exclusive rentals in the city. We got started about five years ago when nobody else wanted to touch rentals. And we, got, we started with one building and now we, have, we represent about 25 exclusive high rises in the city of Philadelphia. And all those millennials that everybody's jumping around doing the first time home seminars, we helped majority of them rent before. So I have the phone numbers. I know when the lease is expiring. I know how much they were allowed to pay or, or were willing to pay in rent. I know the credit scores. I just have to do a good job going back to them. And that's what we're doing now. That's okay. what we're doing. Interesting. Well, I, I hey, um, I, I love, like, like, anytime anybody has ever asked me about, uh, you know, uh, 11 years ago, I decided to be an online marketer. And my experience was, was in telemarketing. And, and I had no, you know, when everybody was asking me, that's kind of a crazy shift to try to go from one to the other. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing I've done in everything in my life. I'm going to outwork the other guy. That's, that's it. That's all I've ever done. I'm not any better, not any worse. You know, I'm just, I, I am willing to work really, really hard though. And I love the concept of, Hey, if you put, if you put like, like, I think if you're an agent, I think you're absolutely right. And you're, you're in new and you don't have a lot of money, but you do have a lot of time. Take whatever business comes your way. If it's rental, if, and somebody's going to pay you $500, you know, also getting out the door and creating momentum for yourself, which is a which is a principle of sales, and and real estate is just sales. I think is really like an amazingly strong concept too. In other words, you wake up in the morning and instead of worrying about where your next dollar is coming, if you could walk into a building, if you're selling condos, for an example, and 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 basically just start showing people units. That's what I would advise myself, because getting in the habit of getting out the door and talking about real estate, regardless if you sell it or rent it or anything else, that would be a great first step in my, in my mind in terms of being in the real estate business. 
Agreed. And Robert, where would you practice your scripts? On a renter for a $2,000 rental or on an $800,000 buyer? You'd rather practice your scripts on a renter. Get your facts, get, get your scripts better. So when you hit that million dollar buyer, you have one chance of making it. So don't screw it up. And if you're newer uh, in the industry, you need to practice your scripts. Better than, nobody better than renters. I, I, I love that. I love that. Um, I think it, that's such an insight in its own. Um, I've just, you must come back to the show. Um, hopefully in the new year, you will agree to come back on the show. I think it's been a fabulous discussion. How can we find out more about you and your team and what you're up to? Sure. Our website is thecondoshops.com, T-H-E-C-O-N-D-O-S-H-O-P-S.com. And my email is Gaurav, G-A-U-R-A-V, at thecondoshops.com. And Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? I was just, I was so excited waiting for you to ask. So you can find me at inboundrem.com um, and you can check out my YouTube channel. You can find me on Facebook. Though the, I think the best places for me personally are my website and my YouTube channel. Oh, that's great. And if you want to find out more about MailRite, we've got, we've been building the product up. We've got some new functionality that we've just recently added to the product. Go to the MailRite website, look what we've got to offer, book an appointment with me to have a conversation, a one-to-one, which is easier available on the About Us page. And I'll be delighted personally to show you what MailRite has to offer you, the agent. We'll be back next week where we'll be talking to somebody who hopefully will have insights to help you get the success for you and your family in 2019. We'll be back next week, folks. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.